This is the third week of our sermon series of God's blessings, and this week is God the Holy Spirit. The first lesson comes to us this morning from Psalm 51, verses 9 through 13. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. And the epistle lesson comes to us from 1 John chapter 3 verses uh, chapter 3 verses 23 and 24. And this is his commandment that we should believe in the name of his son Jesus Christ and love one another just as he has commanded us. All who, who obey his commandments abide in him and he abides in them. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the spirit that he has given us. And the gospel lesson this morning comes to us from the gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 27. And Jesus said, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him because he abides with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And on that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father. And I will love them and reveal myself to them. Judas not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them. And he will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have sent these things to you while I'm still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. and Do not let them be afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer, 
Amen. In the readings, in the readings this morning, the Holy Spirit is described as teacher and reminder, advocate and the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is our advocate, our helper, our companion, our comforter. Now, that sounds like one who expects and sees the best in us. The Holy Spirit reminds us of who Jesus is. And Jesus is one who sees a person. Sees a person open to salvation when the world sees only Zacchaeus, a crafty and hated tax collector. Jesus is one who sees a foundation, the very rock for the church to be built on when the world sees only Peter, a man of little faith, and the fisherman from Galilee. Jesus is the one who turns to Paul, sees Paul, and turns to him to spread the good news to the Gentiles while the world sees him as an enforcer of Judaism and the lead persecutor of the followers of the one that they call the Christ, Jesus. Jesus is the one who sees someone who can reclaim a pure life when the world sees only a woman that's caught in adultery. Friends, what does Jesus see when he looks at you and me. He was baptized at Oakdale Methodist Church. Oakdale Methodist Church, a small church in a suburb of Grand Rapids, Michigan, by Reverend Phillips, just like any kid in the 1950s. It was a big deal. He was the first one of the new generation after World War II. Great-grandparents. The grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, all of them were there. All of them. He was the first of the new generation. So it was a big deal. Ah, no great shakes after that. There was no rumbling from heaven, although they sang, How Great Thou Art, his grandmother's favorite hymn. She was the first female on the church board, and she was the stewardship chair. They sang Rock of Ages for his dad and then ended the service with Lily of the Valley, a song that we sang last week for his grandfather. There, there was no voice from heaven, no dove floating down. The only sound was when he cried as Reverend Phillips poured the water on his head. He was just the son of two parents that, that were in the Navy serving in the Korean War. No great shakes, but there were lots of pictures being taken. Lots of pictures, and there was 8-millimeter film as well. It was quite the celebration, but it was nothing at all. But it was a special event for Reverend Phillips because it was his first baptism. He beamed as he held his first christened child. Nothing spectacular to be seen, but the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit had just entered a new soul. Everyone wondered what this young one would grow up to be, a doctor, 
a lawyer, a teacher, grandmom was hoping for a pastor, grandpop hoping for a fourth generation carpenter, his uncles hoping, hoping for a sports star, dad hoping for a golfer and an engineer. The way seemed wide open, the full of opportunity. The world was wide open. As he grew, the hopes were still there, but then he failed organic chemistry. So it would be no to be being a doctor. A lawyer? No way. An engineer? No, the formulas just didn't balance when he did them. An economist? Ah, an economist. The, the numbers made sense. The numbers painted pictures. They jumped off the page, but there was something right from the very beginning and a nudge that kept tugging. Yep, he played sports. He played all the sports. He loved them all, but he especially loved baseball and golf. Many wondered what the Holy Spirit would do in that heart in the years to come. Jesus saw something to use to further his kingdom. Some in the world saw it as well. So Jesus began to tug. The Holy Spirit began to tug. And you all know what I speak of because it tugs on you as well. It has from the moment the water dripped on you and when you were baptized, it, you could have been dunked, could have had water poured over you, or you could have had just the simple drip on your forehead. It's however your baptism took place, you know. The Holy Spirit entered your soul and you were moved to faith. God's redeeming and reconciling work in the world was accomplished through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and continues through the church today, through the body of Christ, you and me, God's agent for transformation of society, empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that began to work in you and him that very first day. That very first day. You see, the Holy Spirit brings Jesus' actions into the present time, into the now. The same one who sent Jesus as the Word made the flesh is the one who sends the Holy Spirit as the reminder, as the, re as the refresher of that presence, of that essence. Friends, it's, it's in God's great gift that we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified. It's the Spirit that fills us with faith, a faith that accepts the message of salvation as true and trusting God to apply this very salvation to each and every one of us. Faith, is, as it is written, is the certain knowledge and wholehearted trust that is created in us by the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. It's in faith that we accept, receive, and rest upon Christ alone 
for justification, sanctification, and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. The covenant of grace. We, we trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere, the giver and renewer of life, the Spirit that justifies us by grace through faith and sanctifies us by its very essence. How is the grace of God manifested in this covenant of grace? It is a covenant. It is the covenant. The ultimate blood covenant. A covenant satisfied by God's only begotten Son, the incarnate Son. The grace of God is manifested in this covenant in that God freely provides and offers to those of us that fall short, all of us that fall short, God offers us a mediator. God offers us life and salvation by God and requiring faith as the only condition to interest us in God who promises and gives God's Holy Spirit to all of the elect through our baptism a baptism of the Spirit. A baptism of the Spirit, not of repentance, not one of John the Baptist, but of the Spirit. A baptism of God through the Son, Jesus the Christ, and by the Holy Spirit. As Paul would say, we were washed. Yes, we were washed. We were sanctified and justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit of God, imagined being washed by God. We are one in the Spirit of God with our bodies, being the temple of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. And Paul tells us that we are bought with a price. We are bought with a price. And therefore, we must glorify God in our very bodies and the actions that we take in the ministries that we perform and the reflections that we make to the outside world. All driven and manifested and in by the Holy Spirit. And as I said a little bit earlier, God's redeeming and reconciling work in the world that was accomplished through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, which continues through the church in us, the body of Christ. God's agent for transformation of society, empowered, enlivened, and enriched by the Holy Spirit. Folks, we are called by the Spirit to transform society and the world around us. We are called to demonstrate a new life to Christ visibly through our love for one another, regardless of race of gender, of sexuality, of our size, of our status, of our common life together, we share in worship, in fellowship, in hospitality, in nurturing, while we practice a deepening life in prayer and service under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. We, you and I, are the church. 
guided by that spirit, humbled by its own involvement, and instructed by all possible knowledge that seeks to discern the will of God as we learn how to obey God in and outside the four walls of this church. It's in this broken and fearful world that the Spirit gives us courage. Yes, courage to hear the voices of people long silenced. To work with others for justice. To seek freedom and peace. Yes, the Spirit calls us to this. It leads us to this. It guides us to these specific ministries. We walk with each other in the Spirit. We work with each other in the Spirit. We give praise and worship in the Spirit. We love each other and our enemies. And it's by that love that the world sees us, knows us, and recognizes us. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, uses even the sacraments that we use. The visible signs of invisible grace, those common signs of water and of bread and of the cup, combined with the promises of the gospel of eternal life and the forgiveness through Christ to convey grace, salvation, and the real presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what the Spirit does for us. And we receive it in faith as a believing community in our worship together. In those sacraments that we will, we will participate in in a few weeks, What did the Spirit do in that little boy's heart? How did He guide it? How did it shape him? How did it nurture him? Oh, friends, He stands before you as a witness to the power of that Holy Spirit, ministering in His name, walking in His light with Jesus all the way. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Ken Goodrich, and I'm humbled that you took the time to listen to this podcast. I pray that the Holy Spirit moves you to ministry and that if you don't have a church home, that you are able to find one. Please feel free to tune in on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 12.20 p.m. for our Bible studies on Thursdays at 10 a.m. for our Learning Center courses, and, of course, on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. for our worship. Just go to fpclc.org to see all our various programs and events. Thanks again, and God bless you and keep you safe. May God embrace you and keep you in his countenance. Peace.